0: Oh yes, you're still working on. <laughs> he said he's gonna live his life on not daylight savings time. He's gonna live it on regular time now. Oh, <laughs> I am so done
1: with you. <laughs> <laughs> he hates that. How, how is that gonna work, ready? I don't understand. He's doing it. I'm trying. <laughs> That's wrong. That
0: is too funny. Only one. ready. Only ready. Okay, so welcome to such a pretty podcast ooh, episode five right yeah. <laughs> we here we in here my guest today is Melicia. i love your name let oh me tell God. you that <laughs> Thank i you absolutely so much. love your name like <laughs> i don't think you understand i'm
1: like Melicia. if you're like who is that <laughs> this shit is sexy as fuck Right? because right? then when you switch sounds like you know what's your name it's like malicia yeah right like, what Doesn't that
0: sound good? They're like, oh, my God. Really? I've never heard that before. It's so good. No, beautiful name. First time I met you, I I thought that. Exactly. I was like, okay, bitch, you better. (laughs) That's right. Thank you. And Malaysia is a part of a show on Vibe 105 called The Plug. Yes, it is. It's a
1: hip-hop show. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's me, uh, DJ Big Jax, Bozak, and we have our intern, Young Des. And -hmm. we play, like, current old-school Canadian hip hop, and we talk about stuff too. You know what I mean? Okay, so there's yeah. a talking portion as well. <laughs> 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 on the we show. talk, we talk too. Sometimes okay. too much, but we no, talk.
0: talking is good. Because I found like a lot of um, urban radio, they don't do much talking.
1: Right, and I feel though the thing about vibe, I think people expect just the DJ at yeah. that particular time during mm-hmm. the, the evening. So it's like sometimes when you're talking, you get a call like, Yo, run the talk! Where's the music? I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> You're like Juan Diego. We have not chatted so far. I it's remember like, we sure. had we had two interviews in one show, and people were literally upset. Really? They were calling, complaining, like they just wanted to hear the music. I guess because you can't really hear certain stuff. Mm, on other radio shows that yeah. we hear on our show i'm yeah. not even bragging i'm just it's telling real you the truth, you it's real
0: <laughs> okay. so people look for you for the plug the music plug
1: yes the hip-hop plug
0: yes and you have like for me like i love hip-hop but you have like an underground hip-hop love <laughs> that i've seen <laughs> what come is that, out what is that supposed to be no, supposed i've to mean... seen it come out because you know like these hardcore hip-hop tracks and i'm like <laughs> okay I wish I knew that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a gangster a little bit. Yeah. I but that's what we grew up with. It's it's mm-hmm. weird for me. I grew up with hip hop, dancehall and african music. Mm-hmm. So like all of it was kind of like intertwined so I can be like this hip hop girl one second and then I can be some dance hall girl doing the splits you know what I'm saying yes so it's like complexities yes layers yes
0: (laughs) and this is what I love about us like when we're because we're from a different country and our backgrounds we have that influence but then we can also be Canadian (laughs) we can also be you know like African we can enjoy the Afro beats and all that stuff so I
1: appreciate that complexity how long have you been doing the plug I'm not going to tell you my age. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I actually started when uh, Vibe was CHRY. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, it was during my undergrad at York. So I think I was either 20 or 21. Okay. okay. And we were, at that time, we were called Back Road Radio. Back
0: Road yes. Radio. So initially, Ooh. I wanted
1: to be on another show, which played more current music. Mm. But I lost to another male because she was from Finch. And uh, the Mel Boogie. No. Oh, another, another that, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Penrose came up mm-hmm. to me. and He's like, yo, like I, I'm hearing you want to be on a show. Uh, I have a show, but we're like, you know, backpacker kind of hip hop. I was like, nah, be on, you know, he, like mm-hmm. that's like whatever. He's like, just give it a try. You don't know. Right. So there you are it's history okay <laughs> so doing
0: radio that long was that what you went to school for or was it just something you became
1: interested in over time i actually graduated with communication oh my and, God, me too right see <laughs> high five all
0: right girl. Hey, communication Yay!
1: studies <laughs> Shoot. and i honestly at the time i don't know if it's changed i just I tried to get into like that music industry crowd Mm -hmm. and I actually didn't really fit in. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I wasn't really able to be myself. I found like, you know, certain events I was being Mm -hmm. fake. Mm -hmm. So the thing about CHRY and being on Vibe, I can actually just be myself. I love music and that's the alley that I wanted to stick in. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you know what I mean, worked out, it worked with my personality and Everything. I could be weird. You know what I'm saying? I hear
0: you. The industry is very um, different,
1: fake. Yes, fake. And it's fake. about who you know and you know.
0: And if you're not willing to play that role, mm-hmm. then you're not gonna get certain opportunities, right? I'm just
1: gonna sip my yeah, wine. Yeah, go on sip, sis.
0: We're the things, you know. <laughs> but that's how it is in we'll Canada. We'll get into that. Right? Now, you're a part of a new podcast slash live stream show called yes. Chatboat Toronto. Blah, 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 blah. We're, we're not Chatboat No, Please <laughs> tell me. Tell me
1: a little bit more because we want to know where not Chat say. You know, Chatboat is just like, it's just raw like raw, rugged conversations about just life, love, mm-hmm. relationship, everything in between that. It's me um, mm-hmm. and another girl named Tess mm-hmm. and my other girl, Miss T. She's mm-hmm. always giving the tea, but we all, you know, we have different backgrounds and yeah. we're pretty straight to the point, pretty raw. You're going to hear pum pum. You're going to hear <laughs> what I mean. You're going <laughs> to hear those type of things in the conversation. So we just wanted to bring a different dialogue yeah. of how black women are perceived, you know, in general. Like mm-hmm. I find sometimes we're not really able to be ourselves and there's still like that other side that people need to see too so we thought that that would be a good idea
0: so when do we can we see it can we tune into it because it's a live stream right it's
1: live but we save it on um, we are we're stepping up give us some time here (laughs) oh (laughs) honestly
0: like this is all work in progress (laughs) here like people all and that's the thing people always see the final product and don't realize where you're coming
1: from it's baby steps to get to where you want to be honey so don't there's no shame in that so they you can watch it on Instagram. Um, from Instagram, you can click on the link, and there's a, the Facebook Lives. All of them are.
0: Mm-hmm. So all of
1: them are on there. Like, this week, we talked about guests had, like, questions to ask us. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting, like, asking us if we were friend, whoever been friend-zoned. Okay. And you explained we your are, situation. we all been
0: friend-zoned. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no? Friend-zoned's in my life. I am I'm... I'm friend-zoned to every single bunny. Man, I know. <laughs> yep, just call me the friend-zone Mel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that nigga
1: that's that's who <laughs> that i am smile, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure you be friend zoning people too so mm. uh, i don't yeah.
1: know yes you do every
0: right? woman friend zones a bunch of guys they don't realize it but yeah
1: you know what it, i think you know what the problem is is it technically friend zone if that person doesn't have emotional intelligence <laughs> and they can't recognize recognize that I'm not interested in you. So if you keep on trying and I'm friend zoning you, Mm -hmm. maybe there's no attraction. Why wouldn't you catch the hint? But no,
0: no, no. Men love the chase, right? So they're not taking you seriously that you're not interested. They're hearing, I haven't done enough (laughs) to get your attention. (laughs) So you're not interested right now.
1: So that's not a personal problem?
0: That's a personal problem. That has nothing to do with you. Yes.
1: So (laughs) I guess I have friend zoned Mm -hmm. people, but it's just like, yeah. But <laughs> I haven't been on a date in a long time, so I don't even know. You need to tell me.
0: I mean, if you're upfront and telling them that, hey, this is not popping, this is not going to happen, I do appreciate you as a friend, then they shouldn't be trying
1: to go beyond that, right? Right. But if you just st- stated earlier, if that person thinks that you actually are the one, <laughs> will they be willing to give up is what the problem but is. But the thing
0: is, sometimes you just have to let them go because they obviously cannot be your friend, right? At that point.
1: Right. That's so, true. That's true. That's what I think. But do you feel that sometimes we as women, like, friend zone people that we shouldn't friend zone? Yes, all the time. But what do you think? It, I I have my own uh, <laughs> reasoning, but what do you think?
0: I think we as women have this ideal and this idea of a man, a life that we want. And it takes us a minute to get over these things that we've created in our heads since we were younger. And going through life and experiences, you... Somehow get to a point where you're just like, shit, man. (laughs) Maybe I need to give this shit up. (laughs) Maybe I should fucking change this shit because it's not working out. So the fact that a lot of women don't recognize that maybe the things that I've been focused on haven't been working out for me and I need to change those things, then you get to the light and you get to people that more correspond with, or vibrate with you, I guess. Yes. The vibration. Yeah. A good type
1: of energy. A good
0: type of energy and they work
1: towards you. But we have we have these ideas, these fairy tales. And I personally think the problem is with us mm-hmm. as women, we have this list. This set list of mm-hmm. the things that we think yes. in our minds that what's gonna be that good guy. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how to shift other positive attributes and put that part of our list if it doesn't fit. So I think that sometimes we have this list of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're not supposed to have any standards, but that list kind of deters you from actually... (laughs) <laughs> hello, hello, hello! From actually finding somebody that mm-hmm. you're actually interested in, right? Yeah. And sometimes that list you need to look within yourself too, because I see some girls' lists, and I'm like, um, you're looking for a guy who has this and this, but yet you, you don't, don't even have, have half <laughs> of it. You should have some of the things on your list. Sis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no i want a man who goes to the gym he needs to be fit <laughs> bitch you need to be fit too you need to work out just like if you're a dude don't come tell me that you want to see a fit girl when you're fat like bro i have a brethren. he pissed me off the other day he's, <laughs> the thing. he's big like he's big you and has mean? the audacity audacity so we're at the club mm-hmm. and thicker women are looking at him because i yeah. get it it makes sense mm-hmm. why why was he in disgust and I may tell you these women were beautiful it's not even you know me if they don't look good I don't care what size you are I'm going to be like Like, great looking woman and he's dissing with his big swatty self and what? he was sweating in the club too. <laughs> what did he say?
0: He said like, he doesn't like big women. He yeah. likes them small up top and big at the bottom. Like, yes.
1: I mean, or, or just slim all just together. Slim all. T- oh, and okay. I'm like, so you want someone three sizes of you? Because yes. what you're saying to me doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I was. What
0: does he like? How do you defend that? Like as a man, like how do you defend that? Know your levels, people. But thank you. And Not play fair. and play within them. <laughs> Play within them. Hi. All right, let's pause. Since we have a latecomer (laughs) to the show, welcome, the potential male voice of reason, Ron. Hello. Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes guantac lawyer this is melicia now she is a host of a show on 5105 called the plug yes okay. and that's tuesdays Mon- mondays. mondays sorry No, nope, my that's bad okay, that's okay mondays at 8 8 p.m to 10 p.m and she also has this new um podcast slash live stream show called chat about toronto where they taught things it's three women <laughs> her plus two women <laughs> and they really taught the things we do yes. we do And no censorship involved. Kind of like here. Yes. No censorship. So you can swear, you can do your own thing. But because we have intelligent Mm -hmm. conversations, people always think you can't swear. Like, I can drop an F-bomb and still have words. Of course. You know? So So keep that in mind, people. Okay. So let's get back to the show. Here at Such a Pretty Podcast. We like to play this game called Pretty or Pretty Messy. Just to warm everybody up, you know. (laughs) Hey. Get your your juices flowing. And we're going to start... Oh, wow. Pretty or pretty messy Toronto dating scene. And I did send you the outline previously. (laughs) And you asked me, you're like, what do you mean generally or whatever? We've had conversations about dating in Toronto and the travesty (laughs) (laughs) of being single and a true real one in this climate.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's a pretty fucking mess. (laughs) I'm going to add fucking because it's a mess. (laughs) (laughs) like i just i i feel though that there's a disconnect for the from the male and the female side i don't know what it is maybe Mm -hmm. we're just we're just not vibing or maybe we all just have different values Mm -hmm. um i haven't dated in about a year i just can't i can't and the last time i stopped it was a situation where i i don't know if it's a a good thing where women just live on their own yeah i don't know if men get like super excited when they find out so i met this guy Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know what? There's this like an African. He goes, oh, there's this Ghanian movie that's coming out, and I wanted to mm-hmm. watch it. So I'm here thinking there's a Ganyan film that's coming in the com- theater. Th- in the theater that's coming out, but yes. I'm not seeing no information. You know what I mean? Because I'm from Ghana, so I, for I, I know what's gonna yeah. really pop. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not seeing nothing. So the day, so the day comes, and I'm like, oh, so where exactly are we going? The nigga said, okay, I I just bought the DVD. <laughs> and I'm going to bring it to your house so that we can watch it so okay <coughs> pause wait run go get, get some water or something
0: go on <laughs> um can you um <laughs> Esther can you get a cup him, please so I can get a drink or something free up the lungs um <laughs> Okay, so pause. So he didn't want to maybe run this by you before he made plans to come to your house and cuddle up and watch a movie.
1: No, we never had that plan. I thought we were, we were going out to watch. So show. what did? You, what was your response? Now, Lisa? no. Oh, <laughs> and you never heard from me again. It's very simple. I don't. I don't like. I don't have time for that. The Toronto dating scene, pretty fucking
0: messy, I agree. Yeah. On both ends, because men have complaints as well as females have complaints. Yep. But I'm just over men presenting themselves in a certain way, and then when you truly get to know them, it's nothing like the presentation. Or when you get to a level, there's barriers and roadblocks. Like Strix would say, Canadian men play defense.
1: (laughs) I understand Why? Like, I listened to what he said and Mm -hmm. I I understand why Toronto men are on the defense. Like, like, as much as we try to pretend, like, us Toronto females that we're friendly, we're not, we're not friendly at all and we're harsh. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, see, like, that's why I think that's the problem. Why is because Mm -hmm. we're so harsh when a female is actually nice. They may think that there is that possibility, but mm-hmm. I can understand why the men are on the defense. But at some point, though, you got to let that go. You have at to some let point. it go.
0: You can't continue through life being on defense because, oh, she said this and I had to deal with this and blah, blah, blah. How, yeah. how are we functioning through life? Because right. we have to deal with fuckboys on a regular basis as yep. well. So somebody's guard has to be let down yep. at some point.
1: Yeah, And even us, too, as women, I know that a lot of women are not vulnerable. I feel like yep. sometimes we meet a guy and we kind of try to play this fucking hard to get shit for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. If you want to ride with the dude, ride with the dude. Yep. And if you are thinking about him and you want to get him something, get it. Like, yep. don't have this whole attitude where it's just like, well, you know what? The man has to do for me. He has <laughs> to work for me. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Men have to work, but you got to work too. Exactly. And, th- and my dad always told me, he's like, yo, everything is a two way street. Don't ever do Something Mm -hmm. for a nigga who won't do the same for you. He didn't say the nigga part, but he's always (laughs) like, there's always a statue. Like, if your man treats you here, you treat him here too. Like, there's no... Exactly. Ah, so... We have our, sorry. Sometimes I no, get into a rant. Misha. No, no, no.
0: I, I, I love the rant. Why? Because I be saying shit all the time and people looking at me like, bitch, you crazy. <laughs> so I'm not the only one out here that has a voice and is going to fucking talk to things. Listen, okay.
1: I've diagnosed myself already.
0: <laughs> we've, been going, we've been going through it out here, Toronto women. But yes, I would agree that the Toronto dating scene is pretty fucking messy. Not just pretty messy. Ron, do you have something to say? Voice the voice of reason. Are we talking shit? No, you're not talking shit. I
2: agree. I think uh, to your point. Yes. I think that's one of the main reasons why a lot of black men has turned to other racists.
0: Other racists.
1: Yeah. yeah. Races. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean, just because of the attitude and everything that comes along with it.
1: The generalization that comes along with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, that whole. There's a lot of it. Yeah. So men, you're trying to <clears throat> say that men would go to that because they don't want to seep through the attitude of women before they find the right one. Is that what you're
2: Well not just that, if they've been through it a few times, unfortunately if it's been always that way. It's like when you get to another race it's it's it could be refreshing.
0: But you know what the thing is with that? <laughs> I mean do I'm, I'm, I'm- do, hey, hey, do what do what saying. you need to do, and do what makes you happy. Date whoever makes you happy. Just don't carry it with you and say, "Oh, I don't date black women because of this or whatever." And I feel like black women need to be more open to other races. We're way too ride ride or die for these black men. Although I love y'all, I'm not going
1: to where I love y'all. <laughs> um We're way too ride or die for these. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I gave other races a chance. Fuck that. I win. On my younger days, when yeah. dark skin skinny girls were not in. Yeah, I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> I've dated white, I've dated Indian. Mm-hmm. I dated who actually appreciated me at yeah. that time. Yeah. Did I ever disrespect black men? Never. And, and you'll that's never hear that coming from me. Like you mm-hmm. know, fuck black men because they didn't like me when I was young and they said you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like society changes, culture changes. It's still not as good as I would yeah. like it to be, but still, it's you know it's better, better than before. Yeah. So yeah, hey.
0: Okay, so we'll call the Toronto dating scene pretty fucking messy, okay? (laughs) Fuck y'all. We're done with it. We're tired. Fuck every single one of (laughs) y'all niggas. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired.
1: You did hear her. Anyways, okay.
0: Toronto radio, the broadcasting industry, pretty or pretty messy? Mm,
1: I'm going to say pretty messy. And why? I feel like... I wish Vibe could be on a commercial. We would have more situations like Vibe. Mm -hmm. Because when you travel everywhere else, it's like, okay, you have your contemporary stations and Mm -hmm. your pop stations, which is cool. But then you can have a station where it's R&B, it's hip-hop, it's mixes, but not only one station. It's like different stations and you can listen to it every Monday at this particular time. And it sucks because England is mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, all even Ghana. Like, how is it that Ghana is up to date with the tunes them, and we're still fighting just to have the space? So I'm gonna say pretty messy. I agree. Um, the broadcast industry
0: is like so hard for me because <laughs> as when you like get into school and you get you gain your interest Girl. into these things and you envision mm-hmm. certain things for yourself, and then you come across it and you're just like, this is not what I expected. Um, there's not many opportunities for people of color nope. in broadcasting, period. Nope. And the opportunities that we do have are stations like Vibe, which doesn't have very much um, reception in yep. the GTA. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting heard on that level. Then you have, there's really three stations, Low. three three urban stations. You have the Flow, you have the G98.7s. Once you get into one of those stations, you have to conform to whatever yep. way they want you to present. Right. Um, your news your music your whatever so there's that aspect of conforming when it comes to the wider scope of the broadcast industry there's the one person of color whether it be indian black whoever i did an internship at ctv canada am uh, when they had canada am back in the day okay. so, so i applied for this internship my last year of um, college i went to seneca at york okay. and my last year of college and i applied and they called me for the radio interview mm-hmm. and if you hear my my white girl like voice mm. <laughs> it's legit like you do not know I'm black so I did the interview on the phone she's like oh my god you're amazing huh? you're perfect I'm gonna you're accepted you start this day I'm gonna send you the information package I was like all right cool got it so she didn't know if I was black white nothing <laughs> <laughs> ah, surprise, <bitch>. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> when I show surpri- surprise for real when I show up the first day they're like oh and my name my government is Alicia Porter Ooh. So when I show up on the first date, they're like, you're Alicia Porter? Like, Mm. literally, it was a pause. Like, you're Alicia Porter. And for six weeks, all I did was produce segments. Like, find information for segments for six weeks. I did nothing behind the scenes. I didn't go on scene with anybody. No type of mentorship. Nothing. So that already deterred me a thousand percent. So, and I, the only one person I saw, Marcy Ian, was on the morning show that time. And in terms of production at CTV... One other black person I saw my Mm -hmm. whole time working there. So it's this thing where you have to conform. And if you're you're not that one person that they're going to let in the room, then there's no opportunities available for you. And then what happens with the black people that enter the room, (laughs) they forget about the rest of the niggas that are outside (laughs) because they want to hold that. So they're not going to help anybody else you know gain any type of experience yep. or yep. mentorship even girl
1: i feel you so i got zero mentor you know how much people i emailed
0: girl you know
1: how much Esther, people I, thing. I tried to contact and nobody so called was available yeah. to help me mm-hmm. but i do feel that with this whole era with the podcast black woman unfortunately we have to create our own lane mm-hmm. in radio and create your own identity because one day they're gonna have to accept it, like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? So there, you, I guess if you just keep on building and make a name for yourself, ah, don't give up, bitch, don't give up. <laughs> I'm fighting through, <laughs> I'm fighting, fighting through. through. This is all about love, like, and, and that's why I respect you, because I like, I know that you did the radio. I don't, I'm not coming out in the snow for anybody. <laughs> I'm gonna be very serious, but like, This is the radio love. And I believe black women, we actually have to show support to each other. And that's why I'm here.
0: Thanks, girl. Girl. I know it's Uh, snowing. It's all messy outside. (laughs) I was even stressed. like, But a nigga's trying to make it. You know, cheers. 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 Cheers.
1: Cheers.
0: Cheers. (laughs) But you know what the thing is, the reason why I wanted to bring up the radio um, broadcast industry, whatever, in general, is the whole thing happening with Don Cherry. And it's kind of like a changing of the guards kind of thing, because mm. Canada for a long time, especially in sports broadcasting, has been like white male and nobody else is going to get yeah. any opportunities. So it seems like to me now it's a changing of the guards, because if you do not know John Don Cherry, who is 85 motherfucking years old. Finally, (laughs) got the boot. (laughs) Yeah. He did not step down. He got fired from his job from hockey night in Canada because he uh, did a little rant on the weekend in a segment where he um, talks about people not supporting the troops in wearing a poppy. This is what he said You people that come here, you people, whatever it is, you love our life, you love our milk and honey, at least you could do was pay a couple bucks for a poppy ended up getting fired. So as of Monday, um, SmartSnet, they released a statement that he's no longer with us. They tried to kind of cover it as a, <laughs> he stepped down, but yeah. non-nigga, nah, you got fired. Bye-bye. Old now, man. he did an interview with AM1010, 1010, with 1010. I actually do traffic on 1010 sometimes if you want to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he did an interview with 1010 and he stood by what he said. But the only thing he was saying is that he would have used a different word. He should have said everybody instead of you people.
2: You can't see you stand by your words and then say a statement like that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. That you sh- he should have changed it to everybody. But my whole thing is Don Cherry's been saying out-of-pocket That's shit saying. for, I don't know, 85 years. <laughs> and yeah. it's about time now that he steps down and move on. But... People are outraged, as per Mm usual. There's petitions. Um, People are signing to get him his job back. There's protests outside of Sportsnet. (laughs) Currently, today.
1: There was like 20 people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 20 unemployed white people. (laughs) I don't care. I'll call them unemployed. But obviously, they ain't got no jobs. Where are they going to support an 85-year-old white man? Listen,
2: the guy, at the end of the day, we don't like him, but he is still a legend to those people. As he would say, to those people
0: you know what the thing is I don't even discount like what he's done for hockey in Canada he has been there since 1962 yeah. whatever from day one whatever it may be fine you're a legend but there has to be a passing of the guard of some sort and he has to go he said yeah. more than enough out of pocket things I think this was just
1: the final straw yeah like for he's, them. he's talked about it, aboriginal Everybody. people Everybody. woman mm-hmm. he even got out David Suzuki, Suzuki. like who this is <laughs> David Suzuki he cares about the world <laughs>
2: I personally don't think it's the the station. I think it was just the demand of the people. They were complaining. Too many came in at too like out of all the time over all the years. Yeah, this was just like it was
0: ultimate.
1: But you know what really kind of disturbed me more than Don Cherry actually saying what he said mm-hmm. it was the host Ron that yeah. was kind of just like not correcting him yep. stopping like yep. just, just nodding his, his head, head. He was right I and mean,
2: even after the fact I had the nerve to say something after the fact like yeah. the following day I know the following yeah. day he, he released too.
0: a statement and it's just like you're there saying but that's what he's been doing for however long every time he goes on one of these rants the co-host is sitting the guy's yeah. sitting there like mhm uh-huh. yep.
1: and then what you want to say something after exactly. like you're, the moment is past but that's how racism keeps on getting just like yep. you know it keeps on going because you have that family member who's in your home who's speaking these type of things mm-hmm. and nobody's correcting them Well,
2: that coming like the equivalent to uh, the whole Donald Trump and uh, what was the other guy's name when they're on the bus
0: and Ooh. he said grab by the pussy oh, oh. Um, the Bush no, no, what's like, his name Bush. Uh, Billy Bush Billy Bush or the whatever his name is yeah. yeah he sat or You never said it and but he lost like, his job for it though so when, yeah, Donald Trump was going on this ramp of, you know, you just grab yeah. him by the pussy and you'll get him <laughs> exactly. It's hilarious. Out of pocket <laughs> and hilarious. But yeah, he sat there and said nothing as nothing. the journalist and yes. he lost his job. He lost a, his career, actually, for that. But he's a rich kid. His last name is Bush. He'll be fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Got, but, but no, he's part of the Bushes. I'm sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. George W. Yes no okay look it up is he something let's uh you can look it up somebody (laughs) can look it up i'm telling you he's part he's part of the bushes okay um so yes the uh, toronto (laughs) radio and broadcasting industry is pretty messy um we do have to continue to create our own platforms to get our voices heard and do not give up i have something more on that later on moving on so i like to talk about things that are like Messy. <laughs> what's another word for it? Things that make you go, hmm, things that make you the side eye, like what's going on. Okay. So this past week there was a lot of conversation about T.I.'s daughter's hymen. <laughs> and TI is the one that brought up his his daughter's hymen. So if you don't know anything about what happened in the past week, T.I., he's come under fire for revealing that he takes his 18-year-old daughter to the gynecologist every year to have her hymen examined to ensure it's still intact. So, what had happened was during an episode of the Ladies Like Us podcast, which that episode has now been deleted, Good. and the famous rapper, actor, and current judge on the Netflix series Rhythm and Flow, he was asked about his parenting skills and the sex education that he gives his six children. So T.I. responded that he's had talk about sex with his daughters and even accompanies his eldest daughter, Deja Harris, to the gynecologist for an annual exam. He said, and I quote, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. Yes, I go with her. He says his daughter's gynecologist already explained to him that a woman's hymen can be broken in other ways outside of sexual activity. Exactly. So he says, and I quote, So they come and they say to me, well, I just want you to know that there's other ways besides sex than that hymen can be broken, like bike riding, athletics, horseback riding, any sort of activity. The hymen is not there. So not to be deterred. He says, look, doc, she don't she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please. And give me back my results expeditiously. Okay, so I listened to that segment of the podcast. And, <laughs> and the conversation was done very jokingly. And I feel like because the hosts were laughing at how, how outrageous this was, the things that he did, um, they didn't clue in that, oh, hold on, this is some bullshit. This is some fuckery. Right. Maybe I should check him on this. Okay, right. fine. The fact that he does this, And will actually speak about it in public. Mm -hmm. Exposing your child, her sexual life, her
1: body, and everything. I don't even know what to class T.I.S. He's a misogynistic pig. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to acknowledge that, yes, he has a good relationship with his children. Mm -hmm. He does. And I'm not going to take that away from him. He's there. However, He's done a lot of misogynistic things throughout his years. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't even been able to remain I know this one thing doesn't have to do with the other. The other yeah. But I mean he hasn't been faithful to his wife. Mm-hmm. That could be a psychological thing as to why he's doing this to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Because it's like he you can't trust him, he don't trust his child. Yeah. Like I find that he he's not even seeing what he's actually doing and him even vocalizing it. Mm-hmm out loud a fam whatever you in, people want to do in your family and that's a secret that's within you guys but now you've put her hymen and her pom-pom on blast mm-hmm. exactly. and this is the conversation so now You're gonna have to get therapy for the therapy that she's gonna already need from from what you're doing to
0: her, right? And that's my thing. I like I instantly thought about Deja in that situation, her body, her everything, and I thought about her and how she felt in that moment. And I was just I felt bad for her because it's not right to. Have that type of pressure, that type of fear coming from a man, and that leads to obviously exactly other issues that she yeah. has to deal with now.
1: Yep, he, he fucked up. Yeah, he did. And he then he and wow.
0: as a as a father of a girl, a little girl, he, he oh has you a have a child, girl.
1: okay. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about? He, no, he fucked up. Would
2: I do that? No. However, because I, I listened to it a few times myself, I don't know. I I think. Uh, it's a hard one, because I liked yeah, I'm, I'm biased. It. You can't be biased.
1: Yeah, no, but no, 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 You can not, like not, the artist, Not eh? biased to what
2: is happening. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I personally think because he's coming from reality TV, his podcast, he has a thing with his wife, I think, with Tiny, mm-hmm. and they yeah. speak about everything on there. So I think because he is so vocal mm-hmm. of his personal, I think he crossed his own line without realizing. You know, <laughs> yep. when you start to say something, and it's yep. like, you just continue with it, not really pennying the, the ramifications of what's going to happen with the daughter after the fact. Right. I, I really think that was innocent. Probably. As much as we can say T.I. is this, whatever, the key factor is he does love his kids.
1: Yeah, no, no, he does. No, it's no no,
2: And just as a man, you would not put your daughter in that. Like, you just, Intentionally? I, 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 no, 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 no. That wasn't with intent. I think it was intent to be a little bit funny. be yeah, serious at the same time, yeah. but it just went on.
1: Too far than mm-hmm. it was supposed and to. Again, I can, a, I can a, hear you a, on that. A world
2: where it wasn't his podcast making the announcement, he was on somebody else's, Right. and then they never checked him. It's more of a kick, 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 and then after, once again, after the fact, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. now it's.
1: I already it hear people up. talking
2: about should we cancel TLA? like, come first of all, we already know we're living in a, in a very sensitive world. Mm-hmm. Period, regardless if it's if it's called or.
1: It, is it, it sensitive, or people are just not tolerating bullshit anymore? It's both. I think it's both. I think, it's, both. I think it's a now. little bit of both. Yeah. Because
2: of everything wants to go on. You said the wrongest thing, though. Cancel? Let mm-hmm. mean cancel. Like,
0: yeah, and it's not necessarily wrong. It's going against the grain. Anything you say against the grain or yeah, that it, opposes to the general public's. Belief, and that's and the next ends. thing.
2: At the end of the day, it's the man's daughter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she's of age, whatever the case may That's that's their family. We that's, can say, oh, that, you wouldn't do that, but we can't say he's wrong or right for the, that's their household.
1: And you can, uh, yeah, and I feel, but I feel though, if you play something out in the public, you're going to get a public opinion, oh, no, even, can, even if it's a a private, right? So. For me, it's kind of like people were criticizing women who were, you know, against that, saying you know they don't have fathers in their lives, et cetera, et cetera. My dad was in my life; Ed still is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's never. There's never been a moment where my hymen was even in question, and he's pretty strict. It's more like. Are you a virgin? Are you having sex? Right. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, they'll, no. They'll like, Africans stuff yeah. like, hey, if this is the life you want to live, <laughs> if you want to get pregnant, that <laughs> is up to you. Just know you you have to get out the house. <laughs> I got my warnings.
0: Exactly. You know and then they set you out into the world to make the decisions based on your upbringing. That's my
1: point. You're not checking my pom if my hymen's intact. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's a bit much. Right. And it you consulate consulate. know what the thing is?
0: I agree with you in terms of he's just getting into the yes. podcast world and is not realizing that there is some self censorship that needs to be done. And by saying that, I'm not excusing. Exactly. I'm no, a, no, no I know. And, yeah, and, and yeah. Mature, you know what I mean? Yeah. But
2: I can see where you start talking and you get ahead of yourself, and it's like. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And because the hosts were just like,
1: <laughs>
0: he yeah. like they didn't check him in that moment. Like, bro, seriously,
1: I can't believe not even one of them even. Even if you're joking, like sometimes you'd be like, for real, they're like, for real,
0: bro, you do that.
2: Even after the fact, they have no right now to say nothing.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: because they didn't check it. They did release a statement. The host and one of the hosts is actually Miguel's fiance, Nazanin. I'm shocked, Mandy. I'm shocked that she's such an airhead. Right? (laughs) 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 Sorry, she
1: is a pretty (laughs) mess.
0: I am. I'm just dying. I'm just like, oh, the kiki ki. ki Then he wants to release a statement saying, oh my God, I didn't realize it was such a, such a serious yeah, that's moment. That's, that's BS. Bullshit. And then they go, they go ahead and delete the podcast. What's, bullshit, man. Yeah.
2: Like, you had the man on, you liked it, you didn't say nothing. Stand up behind it.
0: In terms of this conversation, having the ideal of this patriarchal, Society that we kind of live in because there's men out here at 39 years old. TI isn't that old. At 39 years old, they uh, they believe certain things like a woman is supposed to be at home and you know, none, and I'm supposed to be out here doing what I do because I bring in the bacon and all this stuff. And I need to have control of your body as a female.
1: Yeah, are
0: we beyond this? Or
1: I think it's based on what we're taught. I don't think at some point we haven't had any conversations where we're going to break the chain of, like, the old-school thinking of, you know, being a woman. Like, I even know, like, in my culture, like, when you have your period, my dad, there was this thing where, like, you can't let nobody know you're on your period. So... On top of you, you know how they have the plastic for the pad? You use the plastic for the pad. Then you have to wrap, wrap it up, up in, in tissue, tissue paper. And then put, and it, then in then the put the it in the garbage and, and cover
0: it yeah. up. <laughs> with more, My mother told me to cover it up with more tissue. Right? So nobody knows that you're on your period. Right. Yeah. But yes. I'm sure today
1: yeah. you still do the exact do. same oh, thing. Mm-hmm. And so It's going into the garbage. And I still do the yeah, same thing. I and, do too. And at one point I was like, wow, it's crazy how... You know, you're taught certain things Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really leave you like my mom is the kind of mom where she serves. She's a server. Mm -hmm. So my dad lived that life. There was point where I grew up. He would sit down. My mom would bring the food Mm -hmm. to him, his bowl of water. And then I see like at first it was he was accepting it, but he didn't. But sometimes I would have that conversation with my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you do it? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And she's like, I don't know. It's just in me, like I do it. And I'm now looking mm-hmm. at myself, anybody who I invite into my home, I do the exact, exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah. So I feel like us as a culture, sexually, we don't discuss it, mm-hmm. which needs to be discussed, and we're not breaking the chains that we need to break. Yeah. You know I what agree. I'm saying? I agree. Like
0: the, the contradiction is that we're so sexual. Yeah. <laughs> Like as people like black, black people, black men, black women, we are sexual people. We love sex. We talk about sex all the time. But when it comes to having like a real conversation with your kids, your spouse or whatever, when it comes to sex, it's like, oh, no. Yeah. can't do it yeah. or you know a woman a woman's body you're not supposed to tell uh, um when you're having your period no man is supposed to yeah. know when you're bleeding yeah. or jamaicans bring it a little bit further what? they say you cannot a woman cannot cook for a man or her family while she's on her period <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you never you never I heard that I've heard that, yeah. I
1: don't know if we have that.
0: We have no, that. No, I've never heard that. My mom, uh, my mom told me about that. She never would do it, but, but she, she told, told me about you. that. Yeah. That you cannot, like, as a woman on your period, you cannot, like...
1: I know there's some churches like yeah. that. Yeah. So, so See, about- what bothers me about the TI thing is that he he went and he, like, went to go check his daughter's hymen and all that stuff, but then his son recently revealed mm-hmm. that he's sexually active and he's, like, 14, mm-hmm. 15. What? And so now this question is about... Why is it okay for our men to be having sex mm. at 1415 and we're like Whoa, woo woo so yeah go women, ahead but then a daughter's hymen has to get checked mm-hmm. so that's what I don't understand like
0: But you know what the thing is and that is the I think that's the problem with relationships now that all trickles down to why we cannot be on the same page, black uh-huh. women and black men, because we're taught completely differently. Yeah. About sex, we're taught differently. Men are supposed to go out there and reproduce and fuck them and all of these things, <laughs> and we're supposed to stay at home and wait for them to come home and fuck us. And we're... <laughs> It's true. it's true it's true <laughs> we're the, like when it's our turn we're supposed to be like all right bro <laughs> come we're ready yeah so and we're taught we're taught as women to wait at home for them cook their meals and make sure that we're good girls and keep our legs closed yeah for the one man where i get with bone mm-hmm. every day so it's like we need to break those chains yeah. And And we're not saying for women to be promiscuous or, you know, open up your legs to everybody. But you can't have one upbringing and story for one and a completely different for others and wonder why we cannot come together.
1: Right. And if you really think about it, how did you learn about sex? Like who who taught you?
0: One thing about my mother, (laughs) (laughs) Angela (laughs) Worms. as soon as i even before that as soon as i got my period i got my right. period at like 11 years old oh wow like turning 12 11, that why the women
1: back woman look they look ripe too young yes <laughs> too young. because
0: them start flow early <laughs> <laughs> so i got my period at like 11 and she sat me down she's like alicia you know it said? No, you can get pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I heard that in school as well, whatever. Yeah. But then she also said to me, she's like, you know how I got pregnant with you? And this fucked me up up until to this day. You know how I got pregnant with you? Your father... Im- in penis not to even go inside of me. The sperm just <laughs> crawled up my leg. <laughs> so you, you want to it? Yes. When I was 11 years old, I have feared men
1: all my life. So she, she said pre-ejaculation and you were born. And I was born. Like, this wow, okay. penis did
0: not even go into her vagina. The sperm crawled up her leg and she got pregnant with me. Do you know what that does to a fucking 11-year-old child? You I have feared penis and men my whole sperm, my whole life. God bless your
1: mother. God bless your mother. But it worked. <laughs> it
0: <laughs> you know that so that was one thing about my mother like she okay. always had that sex conversation right. with me but other kids they had to learn on the go
1: girl I learned it from my friend yeah. I was in OAC back in those days mm-hmm. at grade 13 and I had a boyfriend and I hadn't had sex with him for a year because mm-hmm. I was I was saving myself for marriage <laughs> that's <laughs> right girl you better hold on to that <laughs> she's even dying of laughter <laughs> is it <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> I think I was 18 going on 19. Okay, okay. And so <laughs> I was so nervous. I had nobody to talk to. So one day I was just talking to a friend mm-hmm. who's a year younger than me. And I was just like, I don't think the penis, his penis is going to fit inside <laughs> because it's huge. So I don't know what I'm I, like. I want to have sex mm-hmm. now. Like I thought I was going to say, my that's some bullshit. So one day. Uh, my friend gave me a sex ed. So imagine your local friend is giving you sex ed and she handed me lube. And she said, trust me, you'll be good after this. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh my God. Yeah, my virginity, my first experience was the best experience I've ever had she in my life. She gave you lube. I
0: wish I had lube. <laughs>
1: Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> It was torture my first time, girl. It went the way the big penis was went right in there, <laughs> right in there. <laughs> Yo, I'm mean, a friend. What? I love, I love lube. Ever since, yo, water-based, silicone-based. I'm a loo person, yo. Just zoop right in, bitch. I'm a dad.
0: That's a good friend. That's a good friend. I love her to death. I love her to death. That's hilarious. And we're
1: still friends now.
0: (laughs) But yes, ladies and gentlemen, talk to your kids about sex. (laughs) At the end of the day, do not believe in this hymen mess because it is not an indicator for virginity. Exactly. Um, leave a woman's body alone. Just teach your children about life, love, sex, everything, and just release them into the world. I'm not a parent. Take this advice with a grain of salt if you want to, because (laughs) parents love tell you, well, you don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. oh. Oh, but i'm not an idiot anyways moving on (laughs) okay so we have this segment called me ask misha so i talk about like hair stuff a lot of the times in the ask Misha. but you can also ask me about relationships i've been through a few (laughs) Uh, i get the thing is i give advice i never take my own so anyways so what i wanted to actually talk about and i had this naturalista conversation today with a friend of mine and I posted a response how much I hate naturalistas because you guys are friggin annoying I hate naturalistas for one reason well there's a couple the first reason is YouTube Guys. <laughs> hey guys, today I'm going to show you how I fuck up my hair in 30 seconds. It's gonna take you about four hours. Right, but <laughs> yeah. try it out and then bring it to your hairstylist and show her this video and ask her to do it. And your hairstylist is gonna tell you, get the fuck out of my chair. I fucking hate. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Um <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons why I hate naturalistas is because, and I'm natural, I'm a curly girl. I work at a natural hair salon. I haven't done a relaxer in a very long time. So I am allowed to have this okay. hate and disdain. Oh, oh, okay. So one of the reasons is YouTube. YouTube has all these people that have never done hair before in their life, and they only know their own hair and want to give advice to other people yep. about hair. Yep. So we need to get over that. Do not bring any YouTube video or any YouTube naturalista that said this about whatever. Just don't bring them any YouTube videos. I used to get that all the time where people are bringing me like pictures from YouTube.
1: Wait, 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 wait. You are telling me Mm -hmm. somebody wants a style, Mm -hmm. and then they come to you with a YouTube video instead of just describing the style that they want? They'll
0: come with YouTube videos, any of those YouTubers that do natural styles, Um, they're asked about certain products. And my problem with (laughs) it is that everybody and their mama's mama's mama, they have a, no, they do. Everybody has a curly hairline of some sort, so it's hard to sift through the mess. So people are always asking me, oh, what do you think about this? What do you think? I'm like, I don't know, nigga. Like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is people see this and they think their hair can do it.
1: Okay. So 4C thinks they can do 2C or whatever.
0: Even throw that shit out. Them 4Cs, them 4As, 3Bs, whatever it is. Everybody, every curly girl has at least two or three different textures in their head. So what is going to work for this 3C might not work for your 3C. So we need to get rid of this chart. I never learned curly hair on a chart.
1: How did you learn it? Just being around it. But you look at the curl pattern. The curl back, pattern.
0: There's, if um, your hair is porous, because there's more parts of your head that are porous, so it's not going to accept moisture faster than other parts. Some people have softer texture at the top. Some people have softer texture at the back. Vice versa, whatever it is. You just really have to, what I would suggest is go to a consultation, mm-hmm. at a curly salon first. Oh before you start your curly journey. Because you're gonna be at home looking in the mirror, doing all, no, 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 looking in the mirror, comparing yourself to this YouTube fashionista that spends her days on YouTube because she gets paid by them, and people send them products. So obviously you can sit at home for eight hours and do a twist out. Good advice. You know, so I would suggest definitely go to a curly salon, do a consultation, right. know what your curl patterns are because there's obviously going to be two or three. Mm-hmm. What I suggest people go on YouTube for is styling because it's hard oh. to find, like, oh my God, I don't know what to do right. with my hair. And they're always doing all types of foolishness pin this, bring that, bring out here, curl this, whatever. So they're good for styling options. Right. The number two problem is that the concoctions. That these people are creating. They go in their kitchen, they get three eggs, (laughs) avocado, (laughs) mayonnaise, throw it in a bowl, slap it, right?
1: Throw it, slap it on your head, sleep with it overnight. Like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and you know what's so crazy? It's not gonna work. You're right. It doesn't work on everybody's hair. It doesn't. It's true. You're right. You're you know right. what the thing is? A lot of the times when you are starting
0: out natural, your pores your um your criticals are open. They're blown wide open. Why? Because you've been doing all these things to your hair. You've been braiding, weaving, relaxing, um, straightening, I don't know, wearing hair hats. Hair hats I call them the, the lace Some <laughs> <laughs> lace wigs.
1: You've been yeah, wearing what I have on my head. <laughs> <laughs> I love a wig. See, continue. But the thing
0: is, you wear your natural hair too yes, at the I same do. time.
1: But that's why I'm learning a lot because I actually haven't relaxed my hair mm-hmm. since July okay so oh, so it's been a hot like four months since you but it's, it's not doing it's not going <laughs> i i don't know what's happening because remember the top yeah. part's still straight yeah but i'm gonna get braids whatever but so i'm learning a lot mm-hmm. so continue okay
0: yeah, i just want to hear about <laughs> okay. the open pores what, what so what? when your p- pores are blown wide open you can't there's no moisture that's going to go into oh, your so hair Maybe
1: that's why it's so easily dry that's why it oh. dries out
0: dry hair needs water dry hair needs water <laughs>
1: wash your hair bitches wash
0: your hair nasty hoes
1: um <laughs> dry hair needs water a lot of people think oh my god my
0: hair feels dry let me grab this oil any type of oil right and throw it on the more oil you put on your hair the drier it gets the easier it breaks number one stop with the concoctions please <laughs> Seek- <laughs> less is more Less is more. Do not try eight different products at the same time. Choose one brand shampoo conditioner treatment and go with the one brand for three months. If you find that it's not working for you, then switch to something else. Trims. Okay. This is, this is what grinds my gears and pisses me off is because these YouTubers and natural easters are telling people, oh, my once a year trim or my full moon trim or, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, every six months I clip the ends like I pull out a curl and I clip the ends. Go to the salon and get a trim. Every I recommend you can follow me if you want to or not. Every two to three months. Why I say every two to, two to three months? You have clean ends. Right. Right. What happens over time that you don't get your trim? Your ends are breaking because everyday thing you're pulling, Mm. you're tugging, you're doing whatever to your hair. Your ends are breaking. So you're getting breakage up. So you're losing length while keeping this trash on your ends. And if you wait longer, you're going to have to cut your hair and not a trim. And that's what people are not getting. When you maintain your ends, you're not getting a a full cut. You're getting a trim. Like you're literally taking off. But do you
1: think that I find though social media has a lot to do with why certain girls don't want to cut their their natural hair because Mm -hmm. they want to keep it long to prove some type of point. It's kind of like, you know, we had that ideal. You Mm -hmm. had to have straight long hair. Now it's switched to you have to have a lot of natural hair. Length check and all this foolishness. And I find like people are like getting so fixated on that.
0: They have this messed up idea that cutting your hair meaning is short. (laughs) (laughs) No, you need to maintain your ends. You need to trim your ends. Get rid of the dead hair. It's not serving any purpose. Mm -hmm. So many people I like every day I'm like, okay, are you really, like, what, what's happening? What, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> But what are you holding on to? Right. Because the thing is, like, you're holding on to these straggly ends, and what are you doing? You're braiding it up and putting a wig on. So oh, it's not it's even like point. you're wearing your hair or you have your hair out. When it's out, when you wash it and shampoo it, and you look at it in the mirror, do your length check, then right. you blow dry it, braid it up, and put your <laughs> wig back on. Like, what's the purpose? I just want the haters to know that under this hair, I got
1: hair. Like, you know what I mean? I want people to know I'm not bald. You know what I'm saying? It's not good
0: hair. And when I say good hair, people get always upset. There's good hair. If you run your ha- your hands, so pull out, like, a, a good amount if you run your hands along the strands of your hair like a nice like a dime size strand and you run your hands along your the shaft of your hair once you hit a hiccup (laughs) and it's not smooth anymore cut that shit get rid of it it's not serving any purpose Uh, let go and let God I'm
1: learning a lot but I'm a short hair person so it doesn't matter to me if I go bald (laughs) if you
0: do choose to grow your hair become a naturalista
1: I why can't I be a naturalista (laughs) with low fade? You can, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, no, no. I'm well,
1: not this, like I'm not a hater on. I'll show I'm, you. I'll show you my hairstyle later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the thing is like I'm not even. And three, the reason why I can't stand a naturalista is because if you have a relaxer, if you want to use your cream cat, girl what, what are you, why are you still doing that that's a white man that's been telling you to do uh, okay gonna, sis <laughs> you've been woke two minutes back up off me <laughs> you
1: don't even drink water bitch Thank you, you don't even drink water you're talking about me relaxing my hair you're telling start me start with
0: uh, hydrating yo yourself. that
1: gripe that pain pisses me off that's one thing that pisses me Mm -hmm. off and then they'll talk about like fibroids and this there is no actual (laughs) clinical study that has actually proven that it's all assumption at this point exactly and most of the women who i know right now who have fibroids they all have natural hair so what (laughs) are you telling me i had relaxer i've had color yeah yeah. and if you do it safely and right
0: that's the thing it's abuse. People are functioning and using these things based on abuse. You've gone to stylists that have no idea what they're doing with relaxer. They have no idea what they're doing with color. So you're going to have a bad experience. You're going to get burnt. Your scalp's going to come yes. right the fuck off. Uh, that's happened to me before. It, I'm pretty sure it's happened to, to back everybody. A, happened back in, in, me the back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your stylists that have no idea. Look, if I use a relaxer, I'm more um, loosening your texture. So it's more manageable for you. Right. If you do want to go bone straight, that's always an option. But you have to set the standards that, hey, you go bone straight, you're going to have to maintain your hair. If you want to keep the hair on your head, you're going to have to do this. If not, I'm not responsible for your breakage. That's That's on you. And I think because stylists are not, they're not knowledgeable in that and setting those expectations. This is why we have these naturalistas walking around like, oh, girl, you're still doing the creamy crack. That's a white man's way of telling you that you need straight hair. No, sis. Shut up. Leave me alone. Go away. And... And I'm a naturalista, so I can talk as much shit as I can.
1: Can I say too about naturalista <laughs> since it's been like yeah. since August? Um, I don't know if you can Well, it's not yet, right? Little, I, uh, maybe after the two months. Six months. months. Of grace? I'll give
0: you six okay. months. Okay. Then you can claim naturalista <laughs> status. <laughs> not yet, sis. Not yet. <laughs> you're almost there. you almost you got a little buck
1: shots in the back. <laughs> All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's there, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you can feel the B2Bs yeah, in the back. Yeah, you're good. And sometimes I twist it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, twist it's it up good. just a little bit.
0: Okay, go on. Then you good. you almost there. <laughs> but yes, what I would recommend if you are choosing to become natural, Please visit a curly hair salon, get a consultation or two because not everybody knows everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure your trims are every two to three months. Have a regimen for yourself. If you have any further questions, you can always ask me because I seem to know a lot about curly hair now. (laughs) You're
1: you're, you're really good. I'm going to be messaging you a lot once this happens.
0: Ask me. For real, ask me. I didn't realize because, like, honestly, I grew up in a salon. And a lot of people are like, "Why? what gives you the right to say anything about natural hair? I grew up in a salon. My mom was a hairstylist. So I've been doing hair since I was 12. So I've seen the fried, dyed, and laid to the side option (laughs) of hair. Because that was, like, in the 90s, 2000s. That's what people were doing. They were frying shit, like, just whatever, to make it look good. And I've also seen the other side because I um, was trained on natural hair from Jasma, Jasma Hair Salon downtown. Oh, my
1: God. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked there for a bit. Eh? Oh, my
0: God. I worked there for two years. Do you know Liz? I, we'll I've blocked about, out a lot of those memories because this is so true. I <laughs> love was, you, Asha. <laughs> I do. I love Asha. Honestly, Asha... <laughs> 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 i agree with your sentiments mal trust me but for some reason because my mom was kind of strict in the way that asha was i kind of learned how to work with her shout out asha for training me on curly natural hair and learning how to do responsible relaxers we got to move on
1: this world is small huh? so small. Is small i used to say do you want some freshly squeezed <laughs> orange juice <laughs>
0: Do you know the orange juice is fresh, <laughs> freshly squeezed? <laughs> what were the treats and, and the, the treats, bis- that cookie b- biscuit. The biscotti, t- <laughs> biscotti with, anyway,
1: this, with your tea. I was like, Fuck this it's shit a bougie,
0: about. a bougie black salon. I used to love Jasma, but anyways, I, yeah, mm, girl, mm. I know like, everybody. Everybody in Toronto has those sentiments. Okay, moving on. Let's do a little bit about Misha's tea. What upsets me about this <laughs> <laughs> in this world is that nobody. Ask the people, the delegation, the black delegation, the white delegation, any delegation whatsoever. Who do you think is a, who, 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 who? Do you think is the sexiest man alive? Like were there ballots <laughs> sent out for this? Because People Magazine just released their sexiest man alive cover, and um. <laughs> <laughs> I always have a like a quick witted nickname. I have nothing for just John Legend is the sexiest man alive, guys.
1: <laughs> you know what? What's you a, know what's, what? What's the, what's the problem? I kinda like the fact I know this is gonna sound weird. <laughs> I kinda what's like problem? they pick a guy definitely. who oh. isn't your typical uh societies based mm-hmm. on what is determined as being handsome, tall, strong mm-hmm. You know, delicious. Want to lick you every moment. <laughs> Some women actually do like cute, short, little man. Like you know what I mean. Like so, like it, it's nice that they're actually using non a mm-hmm. non stereotypical man because okay. obviously everyone's gonna automatically say Idris and whatever. But it I gives mean, the other men, right? Because he's also personality too, mm-hmm. besides his looks.
2: That's that's clearly what's what's driven. No, but I mean, and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like you said, you know, the typical body only.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I laughed too. But I, <laughs> like I laughed, I laughed, I laughed. But then I looked at it at a deeper level, and I was like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> His wife was even laughing. <laughs> was His laughing. wife.
0: I'm not here for the typical man either. But my whole thing is this whole people, people sexiest man alive thing. They gotten it wrong a lot of times yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i suppose there's women that are attracted to him that find him sexy his nerdiness or whatever yeah so he had this to say about him um being oh, shit, the sexiest man in- alive okay go over here for 2019, <laughs> he said, I was excited, but I was a little scared at the same time because it's a lot of pressure. He's 40 years old. Um, He's also a coach on The Voice. And he told people, everyone's going to be picking me apart to see if I'm sexy enough to hold this title. And I'm also following Idris Elba, which is not fair. <laughs> and it's not nice to me.
1: Okay, not every. There's only one Idris, and I asked for two. Well, oh, there's, there's, go to Ghana. There's Idris. It's all <laughs> over. Idris is yo. Even the homeless men sometimes will... Mm-hmm. really will trick you into thinking. One time I seen this homeless man on the street on the highway. You know, mad, had bare muscles, naked, running. I was like, fuck. Just pick him up, clean him up, <laughs> dust him off, little. Yo, all even my dad's farmers, bro. There's the the sweat like just dripping down. There.
0: <laughs> Okay, we need to go to Ghana, girl. You need to find me Idris. Then we'll pick him up, clean mouth, dust him off, bring him back to Canada, teach him English like, a bit. And then once he finds out how to use the buses, the, the transit him, gone. Anyways. Right? <laughs> I have a wife at home. <laughs> Anyways, not everybody's in Idris. Okay, <laughs> let's say that, but... I was a little bit taken aback <laughs> by this announcement. But congratulations, Sexiest Man Alive for twenty nineteen, John Legend. You have worked you earned your position. <laughs> Ron is looking at me. Light skin.
1: It's a light skin tank. Yeah, you guys have been losing a little bit. Know, it's okay. I know.
2: You used to have it back in the day.
1: You did, unfortunately, but that time. But listen, didn't.
2: that whole that whole cover, that whole title, mm-hmm. that's political.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: When you think about the, the the status right now of the whole Trump and whatnot, mm-hmm. everybody knows how John feels about Trump and all that stuff. So to put him out there on. It wasn't just for yeah. the, the fact that
0: he's being sexy. That's a political move. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so our favorite light skin, as we're talking about light skin brothers, is he our favorite light skin? He's mine. No drinks. If this, if
1: this is about drink, no drink slander here. No drink slander.
0: <laughs> well, there's some slight slander, and it's not us, but the people at this Flognaw festival. Is that what it's called? Uh. Camp Flognaw? Yeah. <laughs>
2: are <laughs> saying that he got booed or
0: So apparently, it was God's plan <laughs> <laughs> to have Drake appear as the headliner for this past weekend's Camp flognaw It is called flognaw mm-hmm. Festival, but the eclectic delegation did not approve. Mm-hmm. For those who are unfamiliar with Camp Vlogna, it's an annual music festival and carnival curated by Tyler the Creator. So we, we already know the level of weirdo eclecticness that this crowd brings. So it started in 2012 and it was first called OFWGKT. And what is that, you ask? <laughs> Odd Future Wolfgang Killed Them All Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. But that was a bit much, so we changed it to Camp now. So along with Tyler, Twenty One Savage, The Baby, Solange even performed, um, there was one mystery. So they had a mystery going on the whole weekend, so they didn't know who was going to be the headliner. Drake was in talks to be one of the performers, but they announced on the tenth, um, that day that he performed that Frank Ocean would be headlining.
1: That was an assumption. Nothing was ever confirmed. Nothing was
0: ever confirmed. But there was an assumption that was Frank Ocean. Now, Sunday evening came <laughs> and <laughs> audience, the audience was looking for the blonde bombshell that is Frank Ocean. And Drake comes out to perform and he gets booed. So... And I quote as he's on stage walking up and down <laughs> in his feelings, as he always is. I'm here for you tonight. If you want me to keep going, I'll keep going. Drake explained to the crowd and <laughs> the audience freak kept screaming, Frank and no <laughs> to Drake. So but there was one Reddit user that actually wrote what went down. So it was more of a miscommunication kind of thing. And I could see how this happened. So this person said, So Drake comes and does his thing. The crowd fucking loves it, even though the possibility of Frank is becoming dimmer and dimmer. He mentions that he was told to only do a couple of songs for us. Okay, our hopes are up once again at a possible Frank. He asks the crowd, do y'all want me to perform more? We say yes, and he raps a couple more songs. The issue is he keeps insisting that him continuing to perform is up to us, and he makes it clear he's not supposed to perform anymore. He and Tyler gave hints that more people are to come. So once Drake again asks for the fourth time if we want him to keep going 30 to 40% of the audience says no. <laughs> <laughs> nobody booed. Nobody kicked him out. Understand that Uzi and Aesop Rocky only performed two songs. We were under the impression that every artist was only given two songs allowed to perform as there are a feast of artists and possibly Frank coming out. I don't know. I guess the reception wasn't right. warm in enough for him right so he kept touching base
1: that's crazy when you're on top mm-hmm. and i think he should have just started from the beginning and said yo i'm the headliner bitch love it or leave it and this is what you're gonna get exactly. gonna like i feel like it's true him constantly asking them hey Do you want me to more? keep going no like stop feeding your ego give mm-hmm. them what they want but at the end of the day though the people who were booing because i'm a drake fan <sighs> and i guess maybe he just felt he wasn't comfortable with that type of crowd, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you're as big as him, you should be able to adjust. Not everybody's gonna love you, so you're gonna have to find a way as an entertainer to, you know what I mean? Break mm-hmm. that mold a little bit. And I, I'm a Drake fan.
2: I agree, but when you're when you're not accustomed to something, yep. like he has never gotten
1: that. Mm-hmm. That's true. He did. He did back in the day, mm-hmm. but like on now, the Drake, no, on that, like yeah,
2: yeah, over no, ten he's years, he's never yeah, gotten a lukewarm. Yeah, I, I would I would um, commend him on how he responded to it. He handled mm-hmm. like a G. That asking three four times, temperature jacket.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're sitting in front of how much how much thousand people were there? There
1: was a lot.
0: Yeah, it it was um, where the Dodgers play in L. A. So it was, it was a couple a of people, like, like twenty uh, yeah. yeah. yeah, thousand oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people. probably like fifty, yeah. fifty thousand. There's yeah, a lot of people. I, mean, so. I don't. Yeah. I
2: don't wrong him.
1: You don't wrong him. Tempr- I think temperature he temperature handled it I had he knew going out before but, before
2: going out. That wasn't
1: his crowd. He but knew I that. knew but I know even though sometimes you don't show people your personal reaction and Drake mm-hmm. is pretty good at that. But mm-hmm. I know in my heart that was bunning him Yo. in his chest. Because that would bun me too. No one can tell. Me? Drake? You're booing me, bitch. You're lucky you have me on this stage. I'm doing a nigga a, a favor. favor. And you're going to come and boo me? Uh, uh. I would be, my chest, the way my chest will be bunning, I want to just punch everybody in the crowd.
0: Forget, <laughs> Forget them. I'm out of here. Fuck y'all. <laughs>
1: for him. I, true.
0: I love Drake. That's the light skin though. That's the light skin. You know, he handled things a little bit, a little bit calmer. <laughs> I don't. Right?
1: Be, I, I don't know. I don't believe in that <laughs> light skin dark skin personality. Most of the I light skin either. guys it's have anger management, management issues because of so that true. whole idea I that you guys.
2: A few years back, yeah, I can see Jake really pissed off. Still handled like a G. No, I don't think that phased him. I think I think he knew going out to that crowd. chances it would be a weird crowd. That's not his crowd at all.
1: I hear you. Well, Tyler apologized. That was a screen. respect
2: thing and a check. Yeah. A yeah. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? He did. He came out, Tyler came out and made a comment saying he was disappointed in his fans for booing or whatever it may be. And whatever. Drake also posted on his social media (laughs) trolling (laughs) everybody. He posted a picture and with the caption plot twist just signed a 10 year residency at Camp Flognaw. Sorry kids. (laughs) See you every single year till you're 30. I'm rich bitch. (laughs) Factual. Anyways moving on. Are you guys here for a salt and pepper biopic?
1: You know what, isn't that one with the three light skinned girls? Because <laughs> that doesn't look like salt and pepper. That looks like three light skinned girls being playing a role. Is that what it is? Um, I did see that but I would be here for didn't they already have one about them already? No. Did they?
0: No. I just don't want Lifetime to touch. You know what the thing is? I said that about Lifetime, too, because they fucked up a whole bunch of biopics and really pissed me off a lot of the times because they did Britney Spears wrong. They did Leah wrong. Mm -hmm. They did TLC wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And TLC was involved in that one, which was, I don't. But according to Variety, Salt and Pepper biopic is on the way. The person writing it is Abdul Williams, and they wrote the new edition story. Did you watch the new I'm edition down, story? I'm down for that.
1: I don't do biopics. Okay. For that. Okay. Right? It was good. I heard if it was. You, good. Yes.
0: Amazing. If you see the new edition story, I'm here for the writer. I'm guess who's that. directing? Mario Van Peoples. Okay. I love me some Mario Van Peoples. Also, Queen Latifah is executive producing, and it is an authorized biopic. Because so, guess what? We can actually hear the music.
1: Also, <laughs> right. oh, it's not people lip, lip singing. It, it okay. won't be lip
0: singing. It won't be the fake version of anything. It'll be the real, actual versions that we're seeing. So, Lifetime is in the process of producing that. I think, based on the people involved, I am interested in hearing more. Yeah. Right.
2: You're Mario Van People's Queen Latifah. And those people are not really jumping yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and the is. two, um, the salt and the pepper, are involved. Cinderella. Sierra. They're on the outs. <laughs> <laughs> they done kicked Spinderella out the group. She <laughs> yeah,
1: always be Yeah, mm-hmm. she's not part but of they, them.
0: But for years, they've been... They've been sp- back and forth with Spinderella. But yeah, she, they done kicked her out, poor <laughs> thing. But I'm pretty sure she's spinning somewhere. Yeah. She, she gets has. jobs.
1: She's not poor. she's busy. Yeah. yeah In terms of that, that
2: project, mm-hmm. she, they have to involve her. Right. They have to. Like, yeah. I was would the middle from day one. They have to.
0: I don't no, she came a little bit later. Nah, she no, she advertised later. No, 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 no. She, she came probably, a little bit later. Remember Push It? She wasn't back there, it was the guy, the producer guy that was DJing back push there. It? In Push It. Spinderella was on what Push it? it. I thought it was a guy in the back that was spinning. the guy may have been spinning, but she was there. Okay. I'll look into that. Now, Salt and Pepper, the biopic, will air in uh, 2020. So we don't know what month, but we know it's coming next year. Um, Quickly, I just wanted to kind of get into this vintage tea. We were talking about um, Whitney Houston. And... Her alleged girlfriend, Robin, oh. <laughs> Robin Crawford. She's written a book because she broke. Um, line. <laughs> she needs the money. See her, her money train has yeah. passed on, so she ain't got no money. So now <laughs> she's written a book called "A Song for You." She wrote it for Whitney allegedly. Oh, my life with Whitney Houston, and she reveals a few things in the book. That we already knew.
1: <laughs> there was did rumors we know, did we there know? was rumors that they were together the, back no. in the day right? back in the day
2: yeah but remember on the, in the Whitney Houston uh, Bobby Brown story Bobby Brown Story, mm-hmm. it was there
1: yeah but that's
0: that came way, way after later after though there were rumors there was never yeah. a confirmation no. that Whitney was dibbling and dabbling and the who cares girl. bro While well, she's Hungry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Whitney Yammer Pum Pum is like, what kind of details you
0: have in this? She's talking about their intimate relationship and the fact that um, the reason why they stopped dating on that level was because she was getting into the music industry. And obviously, uh, gay Whitney Houston is not going to sell, right? She right. had to be America's sweetheart. So they separated and Whitney Houston gave her a Bible um <laughs> For what? As a parting gift? <laughs> as a parting gift <laughs> from their sexual relationship. She also details her relationship with Bobby Brown and the day, this is what pisses me off about niggas. And I said this on the radio show, but I didn't say niggas. So now I can say, this is what pisses me off about you niggas. Eddie Murphy and Winnie Houston, they dated.
1: Oh, I didn't know. The years, yes.
0: Years ago, yeah. They dated. But Eddie Murphy was hot, 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 hot. Fire. <laughs> Everybody wants I him, and then we give everybody a little piece here. Take some, whatever. <laughs> so, the America's sweetheart was not like a thing for him. Like, you know, I dated you, but you know, I got right. all these other bitches. So, he was playing games with her because she was really into him. He was playing games. They planned a dinner, he didn't show up to the dinner. Oh my god, like you know, playing phone fo- wouldn't answer her phone calls, whatever. So, she held that L and she moved on to Bobby Brown. Don't say nothing about Bobby. No Bobby slander will be permitted (laughs) because people stay blaming Bobby for Whitney and Whitney bought from Siobhan. Anyways, so she ended up with Bobby Brown and the day of her wedding, literally the day she was supposed to get married to Bobby, Eddie Murphy calls her talking about don't do it. Don't marry him.
1: That's what the girl's saying.
0: That's what Robin is saying in her book that Eddie called the day of her marriage, telling her not to do it. See, this is what pisses me off about niggas. You had your chance from 19 how long? No, you want to call me on my wedding day? Talk about don't do it. Way but out maybe, of for me.
1: But maybe he wasn't thinking for himself. Maybe he was thinking for her. Like, maybe it's just both of them are just toxic. They shouldn't be together. Yeah, she sh- he should have warned Bobby,
0: too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think they both they both were toxic together. Mm-hmm. I don't think one is to blame for More the than other. the other. Yeah, like. I agree. You know what I mean? Like they—they in, in, ter- they re- in
2: terms of Whitney and Bobby. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I feel
1: like because even there was times like I remember there was one time like they they vibe they have this toxic vibe that works. They I don't had, know how they to, had a mm-hmm.
2: vibe. Just that the media where Bobby Brown was always a bad boy. That's what yeah. Was,
1: mm-hmm. You get know
2: I me? Mean? So automatically, and Whitney Houston was the princess. Princess, right. yeah. So automatically, anything negative they were spinning that's for true. Bobby, but all that time. It was reversed you know
0: what? Mm-hmm. that's true that's yeah. true that i agree so i think the, with media kinda like the media kind of like pushed that, that for years, narrative man. for a very years. long time well
2: right up until she died yeah pretty much
0: yeah it's true so um leave whitney alone yeah man that, um, robin she, uh, robin her. she actually went on the wendy williams show and she said that her and whitney were going to roll up on wendy because remember <laughs> <laughs> back in the day they wendy got into ruthless. it on the phone <laughs> yeah wendy,
1: wendy needed a beat down though. what
0: you know people wanted to come <laughs> up to the station and beat her, but they <laughs> didn't go everybody 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 yeah she, well. remember that heated exchange on the phone there was a phone call between her and Whitney and they got into it but <laughs> she sat down with Robin and they talked about that but hey if you want to read this book and some sort of details go ahead
2: any any Whitney and Bobby fans don't buy the don't
0: book. buy the book
1: yeah
2: <laughs> how can I her and that girl like you know Robin and Whitney mm-hmm. they had a relationship all right cool the woman has passed
1: yeah exactly you
2: generating a book now first of all you and you and her weren't really friends, and you don't really love the girl. It's true. Mm-hmm. Why have you to do that?
0: Because she says she's writing this for her. No, writing for a check. She wants line. her story to be told yeah, because she's nah. been silent for so long. Nah. Let's just accept that she generic. Wasn't the, she wasn't reasoning. in the will,
1: so she was hurt. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> real talk. Facts. She wants people to know that how important she was to her. Boom boom. Listen, <laughs> think about you know. it.
2: Even even when those two were mashed up. Mm. i'm sure what you were still probably giving her a tea
1: of course yeah, but, yeah. but you know how many couples i know who have a woman on the side like this is not like people are going oh my god like this is like this so is common. shocking do you yeah. know how many couples have Some come up to stuff. me yeah. and asked me to be part of their mm-hmm. to yeah. excite their life and i tell them no because no. my pump, pump is dry and i have no man i'm not gonna help <laughs> you guys yeah. spruce up your relationship so What she's saying is, like, some men don't even take lesbians seriously. I don't know why, but they don't. But sometimes it's crazy. The woman may end up having a real like a a mental mental relationship with that woman and actually really want to be with the Mm -hmm. woman but because of the way society pushes us to be this way we want to prove right yeah it's true well the book is there i I don't think if you want to read
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyways okay guys we're gonna wrap up now do you have anything that you want to promote i know mel you have a few things on the go oh my gosh
1: so plug where are The Plug, Hip Hop, Your Best Hip Hop, New Old Canadian, whatever you want to hear. That's on Vibe 105.5 mm-hmm. every Monday, 8 to 10. Then you have my girls on Chatbout. Uh, you can follow us at Chatbout, Toronto, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And we're every two weeks, so our next episode will be November the 24th. We're very raw. We're very gritty. You can follow me, MelBLKRose, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I respond to messages sometimes. You know what I mean. Just depends on your status. But yeah, <laughs> it's holla, holla, bitch.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a great conversation. It was like a good vibe. Forward. We need to
1: do this again. I'm trying to you. <laughs> <play with laughs> a vibe.
0: It's a whole vibe. It's a whole vibe. I'm saying. So okay, I've decided to change my um, words of wisdom. Because I was, like, doing artists that, like, speak to me or whatever. But then I realized, bitch, you wise. <laughs> so you can give these people some words of wisdom. Teach so th- them. Right. So this is coming from me. I wanted to actually go back to the um, Toronto broadcast industry. Conversation. Okay. And I had this conversation with somebody a couple days ago when it happened. And it got into like a heated exchange. Because I was explaining how the broadcast industry is in Canada. Because when you're living in it and like you finally get an opportunity paid <laughs> work in the industry. You're like, okay, like I've been working so long and I put in all this work. Life took me on a different journey at the same time. And I'm finally like the vision is finally happening and I'm taking certain steps to have that happen. You're explaining this, the climate in Canada as a black female journalist. It's different Mm -hmm. and it's difficult. It's not going to be an easy road. It's not going to be a straight path. So I was explaining this to this person and they're like, maybe you should change your career. And I was like,
1: wow. So (laughs) because you don't fit the mold, fuck it. Just let it it go. And if
0: if everybody took that path or internalized Mm -hmm. that and decided that, oh, well, this is hard or not follow my passion and my dreams, then we have a whole bunch of people just following whatever society tells us to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect this from this person. And not that I internalized it, but it was more of you really don't understand me, mm-hmm. what I want, the, the things that I've been through and the journey that I've the journey that I've come from. Right. And the fact that you would say that to me to say change your career.
1: I know, but you know what, you know what the, <laughs> you know what you shouldn't ever be feel any way about yourself to understand people don't understand what the level of success actually means. Yeah. There are so many people in on this planet that are living based on fear and based on what society determines what is success. So just because you have a regular full-time job and you're doing what you love on the side, just know you're 10, 20 million thousand ahead of other people who just go to work and go home. Mm -hmm. And to actually put in that effort and that time outside of your work, and you're really thorough, nigga. Like, I don't, listen, I've been doing radio since I was 21. We talk about the show maybe like 30 minutes before. Sometimes we don't even know who the host is coming. I got got a full itinerary. Just understand, sometimes doing something that you really love out of your own heart and you're not making money out of it, money can come, but it's what makes you feel good on the inside. Mm-hmm. So the problem we need to do is, and you need to do, is you need to break what people have to say about you and keep it pushing because I have anxiety based on that Yeah. because I've always tried to be perfect all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And then there comes a point, Misha, you're going to break I broke. Yeah. I'm at work bawling like a stupid idiot because I feel like I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. However, nobody has been on the radio as long as I have. Yeah. Nobody has done what I've done. And you know what? I also look within myself. What else have I done that I could change to make it different? Mm-hmm. That's why I keep on saying, you've created a lane for you. Don't let nobody tell you no blood clotting. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. At the end of the day, you are you. Whether it's money, it's no money. No one's paying your fucking rent, bro period. They're, you're taking care of yourself. You're doing what you're doing. There's so much, like, you know what I'm saying? No, it's true. And 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 that's my thing.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for that. And Sorry. that's my thing. Is just like I get personal. You'll, you'll get like those people that are in your life that will be like, oh, like, you know, you're not doing nothing because you're not on yes. this show or like you're not on this or doing that, but they don't see the work that you're putting in and the fact that you actually love what you do and yep. because you love what you do, you stay the course and you stay the path and you're focused and you will get there so don't listen to anybody else and what they have to do just focus on your vision and you and what you need to do to get you there go, bitch. and those are my words of wisdom go
1: bitch so wait but you never gave us any information uh, how a, to contact a, how people are going to contact you you want to be the voice of reason what's going on here son? <laughs> so you don't want no one to follow you the private thing. that's all good no 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 private you
2: can follow me at culture concepts
1: okay go
2: i will promote my boys thing uh junior jones Mad respect. Oh, December yes. 1st.
1: Junior, boy. I'm still waiting for my free ticket. I'm not getting my free ticket yet. We all love Junior. The <laughs> way from Junior's her boy, t- too. Junior needs Junior's to my boy. That's why, like, family. Oh, yeah. Yes. All still waiting so for my free ticket. <laughs>
0: December 1st, December all black. First, all black. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's I mean, about to be big. Sold out. Yeah. Get your tickets. It's yes. crazy. Mad yes. vibes. <laughs> That's my promotion for that. All right. Thank you so much. You guys. Oh, yes. I wanted You wanted to add something. Yes. Now, um, in terms of you, you, you know better than that. In, in the sense of, you just got to keep your focus like this. You ain't seeing nobody over here. Mm-hmm. You ain't hear nobody to no. left or right. You, you know this already. I. You see the reason that she she cracked us now or getting all emotional because she's already on that cup of doing what she wants to be doing. Why? You get me? That person that said that to you? No, no, no. Of course you don't. You know what I mean? That person that said that to you, he had to say that to you. That's supposed to drive you.
1: Uh, you know what you too. Get me? My, I, my
2: my my thing is, is like to get downtown to Toronto, you don't have to take Young Street.
1: No, you're right. You can take it any other way. You can take yeah, there's
2: many ways to yeah. get out to Young and Dundas. You're right. You feel me? You ain't supposed to stop nothing.
1: But and I also, that's, and that's sorry, go ahead. No, but I also feel too that that's how we have been as our black community, we do not appreciate the arts. We don't appreciate music, we don't appreciate radio. Dance like we don't. So I think that it's, it is something that I don't think that person was initially trying to hurt you. I think it's more based on how they've been taught. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. But again, as a certain point when you come in your in in our as our lives as adults, Mm -hmm. we have to realize when. Are we gonna stop thinking of how our parents taught us, and when we gonna start thinking? Like, of course, apply things that our parents have taught us, yeah. but when are we gonna apply that to our lives? Because that can break relationships. You understand? Because right, right. mm-hmm. you're you're not valuing what somebody's doing. That's time and effort because you don't understand. That's because fucked you up. don't understand. It's,
0: it it, it yeah. is
2: it is fucked up, but it's also reality. It's true. At, at, at not day, everybody's going to understand you know, your journey right. and, and your struggle. Right. Not you're everybody's right. supposed to see yeah. your vision. Yeah. You're right. Sometimes you have your bona fide people. They hear you. I agree. You, I agree. But they don't they see don't what see you it. see.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's 100% true. You get it's what I'm true. saying? It's
2: not after knowing when you bust now. All of a sudden, fuck. You're going to get two people. And then people like, oh, fuck. She actually did it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not your people. And then people like, yo, this is what you're talking about all the time. No, yeah. you're
1: right. And you know what? You're right because... I hosted my first party on Halloween, and nobody has ever asked me to host a party. Mm. I've been fucking with the dudes I work with on the radio show for right. since I was 21. And no one has ever said... So I don't even know what it's like to actually go outside and break outside of my actual mode. Right. So this young girl who yeah. I just fuck with, like I see her, we we just bonded, right? right? And one day she was trying to invite me to a party, and she's like, You know what? Better yet, bitch. Can you host it? Wow. And I'm here thinking... I'm not valuable enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do a good job because I don't believe in myself because no one believes in what you actually do. People think it's play-play. Yeah. And when I actually went up there and I went onto the stage, and even after the party, people were like, yo, you're wicked, holy shit. And you know, till this day, I still don't actually fully believe Mm -hmm. what people actually came to me and told me. So it's just like... yeah. It's also, to Mental. our programming of mm-hmm. how we've been programmed, too, as children, as to why somebody like that would affect what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. But, you well, know. Guys, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. <laughs> This tea I was do. hot. This
0: tea was <laughs> I, I got a little bit emotional. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't mean to, but y'all just looking me in my eye and shit. And I just you know to. I start. We but thank to. you so much for for being here. I truly love you and appreciate you, Mel. Cheers. Yes. Cheers, guys. Yes. Thank you, Ron. Yes, Ron. Love you guys. All right, and that's the tea.